It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now, we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. It's time for the Sharks Morning Skate with all the latest on San Jose Sharks hockey. Here are your hosts, Dan Rusinowski and Drew Ramenda. Welcome to a home edition of the Morning Skate. After several weeks, we're finally back at SAP Center at San Jose, and tonight the Sharks face off against the Columbus Blue Jackets, who will be taking the ice for the first time since changing their general manager position. Uh, Drew Amenda, we've seen this happen before. Yeah. I remember one trip that we were going to Colorado, and uh, Greg Jamison, the president of the team, came on the plane and said that Dean Lombardi was no longer the general manager of the hockey club. And then we went on the road. And wasn't that the same trip that there was a snowstorm? Yeah, we had to go to... Um, Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs. And then we went, we went for dinner, Stammer, you and me and uh, Randy. And we argued about Dean Lombardi getting fired. <laughs> so that's probably and what's happening with Columbus. Ride, then we took that bus ride through the Rockies. To, awful. Awful. Like, to the point where we were, are we on the road right now? Because we don't know whether it was brutal. We were on a large coach, the bus, yeah. but we thought we were in one of those little vans that was bouncing all around that we sometimes get. I, I have to tell you, that's one of the crazy memories. Wait a minute. Remember Tamu on that one? Tamu, Tamu yells out, I'm not sure what was worse, the plane ride here or the bus ride there? <laughs> I forgot about that. That's true. Because Tamu Solani, of course, was a shark at that time. Well, Obviously, these things don't happen in the regular season very often. No. But I wondered, uh, the Sharks are going to face the Blue Jackets for the first time. And obviously, the players in that locker room are going to take some responsibility for what just happened, as they would if a coach yeah. is changed. But what's the difference? How, the, how a team normally reacts right away? Well, I think the coaches, it's, it's a more direct and more uh, a closer relationship, a personal relationship, a relationship where your play dictates the way this guy keeps his job or does regarded in his job. Like you look at the Los Angeles Kings and our good friend Todd McClellan. You know, that's a hell of a team. It's a very good team. Started out great and then dropped. And same thing with Edmonton and Jay Woodcroft. Edmonton and Jay Woodcroft. Great. And then but then they took they took right off. So there was the dead the dead cat bounce popped for them. Has not Jimmy's only in his third game now. So it's a more direct feeling. Like the Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl said when Todd got fired, or when Jay got fired, was that this is our fault. It's not, this is not Jay's fault. This is our fault. We haven't played well enough. With the GM, um, it's, it's not as, I think, a personal close relationship. So I'm not sure how much jump or pop you get in that situation where a GM gets fired. They'll, they'll be... They'll be upset because Yarmo is a very, very good team guy. Been there for 11 years as the GM, but I, I don't think it's it's the same energy. But there is some uncertainty, obviously, oh, yeah. because then all of a sudden the person that's doing most of the evaluation of your talent, your abilities, and your fit with the team is no longer there to do all of those things. John Davidson, of course, has a lot of experience, and, and he's going to be directing the operation, so there's no problem there. But I just find it really an interesting thing that it happens during the regular season, and uh, it's rather unusual. Like I said, that was 2003 when Dean Lombardi um, was dismissed by the Sharks, and they made the change. But... Usually it doesn't happen. 
happen in that scenario. But the scenario for the Sharks tonight is that they are coming off an outstanding game in a lot of different ways. Let's not forget about Mackenzie Blackwood's goaltending. That big save made on Huberdeau in the first period. The 2-0 breakaway that happened in the second. Uh, all of that and, and some big saves even down the stretch. Um, I think that's a huge part of the game. But also, some guys who've been working really hard and putting in an honest effort have finally gotten rewarded. And I'm thinking about Philip Zadina and, to a certain extent, too, Luke Cunning. Luke had two goals. Uh, one of them had to go to review, but he did put it in. And the other one uh, was a really nice goal when he was moving down the wing when there was a turnover. Uh, so the Sharks were opportunistic. But Philip Zadina, I'm just so happy for him because, again, every day on the ice, he's working hard. He's trying to uh, practice like he would in a game. The other thing is he's got good habits on the ice in the sense that he keeps his stick on the ice to be a receiver of a pass. That was one of our Toyota keys to the game, as you would expect from Brett Hedekin, to make sure the forwards had their sticks on the ice to get the pass from the defenseman. But um, I think that was a big part of it. And then everything was going in. So, I mean, he came. He, both those guys came close to scoring hat tricks. So, they finally got rewarded for a lot of effort, and that's got to be something they want to bring home. I thought their effort in the last two games was really good. The, the Winnipeg game, their effort was there. Their execution wasn't. They were smarter with the puck, although there were some crazy turnovers in the first that I didn't like very much. But overall, and something that Brett talks about a lot is competitiveness. And I thought over the, oh, the, that game against Calgary, that was one of their best compete games that they played all season long. I do agree with you that, that when you watch Philip Sedina and Luke Cunning in practice and prepare and, and perform in games, you cannot fault their energy level and their effort. So I'm, I'm with you there, and it's nice to see them rewarded, and it's important to see them rewarded because you want that effort to continue. You want them to continue to work as hard as they can and do the right things in order to be ready when they're on the ice and then perform on the ice because sometimes it's just human nature when it's not going your way, when you're not putting the puck in the net because everybody comes to the rink to score. Especially if you're Philip Sedina, if I say you're a forward, but you're Philip Sedina and you are Luke Cunning, you're trying to score all the time. So you get rewarded, you think, okay, what I'm doing is working, so i got to keep doing it. One other thing that happened on this road trip is that William Eklund took another step forward as a center iceman. Uh, played very well, I thought, as hard as he could against a big set of centers in Winnipeg. And then against some challenging centers in the Calgary game, he once again uh, did a lot of good things away from the puck and uh, worked as hard as he could. But the thing I liked the best was at the end of the game when he showed that his passion was there that he wanted to stand up for teammates, but also that he wasn't going to get pushed around and he's so competitive. And, and tonight is an interesting thing for him because on the other side of the ice, you've got Cole Sillinger and you've got Kent Johnson. Both first-round picks of the Blue Jackets the same draft year as William Eklund. So maybe another chance to have a measuring stick as to his progress? Whatever you can do to give you that extra edge mentally. Whatever you need, whatever you can find whatever you have to manufacture to make you push a little harder. I have loved William's game this year. I've been very impressed with how far he's come from last year to this year and during this season how far he's come as a player. It's been impressive. The one thing, as we talked about last time, he doesn't lack the confidence. I love that. I'm a big big believer in you don't lose your confidence, you choose to give it away. He doesn't choose to give his confidence away. But it's not big man on campus no, no, confidence. It's, it's, no. it's, it's actual just belief in himself. 
and he has a respect for all of the veterans around him and tries to soak in everything he can. That's kind of different than coming and saying, hey, I'm the greatest. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's difference. There's, there's confidence and then there's cocky. Um, and the swagger he has is a, as you said, it's a self-belief. Belief systems within a team are important. I believe in you and your preparedness. Hopefully you believe in me and mine because you have to show that to each other. The same thing goes to yourself, that you know that you're preparing the right way. And just like we talked about Zadina and Cunning, if it's working, you know you're doing it the right way. If it's not working, find a new path. William has found the new path. All right, I want to light the fire under Drew Amanda. I'm just going to say it this way. Johnny Hockey, your thoughts. Oh, boy. Well, listen, last time he was here, what do you have, six points? Yep. Yeah, so... You better keep your eye on him. He's a talented, talented kid. But this has not worked out the way that, that, that he has certainly hoped. It hasn't worked out for Boone Jenner. It hasn't worked out for um, Patrick Line. And hopefully he's getting better and getting the help that he needs. It has not worked out for, Cole, for Fantilli because he got injured. It hasn't worked out this year. It didn't work out for Mike Babcock and the way things started. Things have gone wrong immediately. And it, they haven't been able to recover. And the one thing, though, with, with Johnny Goodrow is that you have to, you have to make sure you know where he is on the ice because the guy still can put the puck in the net. He's still dangerous. The other guy is Boone Jenner, Danny. Boone Jenner's a player, man. I mean, he's on a little bit of a heater right now. He's got four goals in the last three. He's, he's really a, he's a, a great competitor. Yeah, absolutely. Good captain. Very good captain. This is, still, this is still a good team. They've got 10 overtime losses. Imagine they split that in half and, and, and see where they would be now. They're not, this is not a team you sleep on. Just because they haven't won some games, it's like the Sharks. You better not sleep on them. They've also got good top four defensemen that can handle a puck. Zach Wierenski, Adam Boquist, Damon Severson, and Ivan Provorov. Think about the offensive capabilities of those four guys. Big challenge for the Sharks tonight. We're on the air at 7 o'clock. Brett Hedekin will be with me on the call. And we appreciate the fact that you listen to us each day on the Sharks Morning Skate. You've been listening to the Sharks Morning Skate. Make sure you're listening all season long to the latest Sharks news and information right here on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.